ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. do better unto Jesus tonight. Amen. I'm open before you, Lord. Do to me what you want. Lord, here I am in your presence. Do to me what you want. Yes, I'm open. Before you, Lord, do to me what you want. This is the place of encounter. flesh gives way Before you do to me what 
successful place of encounter. That's why you can never leave here the same. Yeah. This is the place of surrender. Lay it all down on the feet of the master. And this is the place where our flesh gave way. This is the place where our lives are changed to towards what you want. Mm. Amen.
tonight. Don't stop the hand clap too quickly. I don't have to say it every time I come up. You, you don't dance. So those who dance, clap for them. Amen. Are you glad to be in this very, very beautiful church? How many of you understand that this is one of the nicest churches around? How many of you understand that? You need to understand it. Don't wait to end up somewhere before you believe that this is a beautiful church. But tonight, I can assure you that the beauty of the stage is not the focus of this church. Hallelujah. And the beautiful cross behind me, as grand as it is, is not the focus of this church. Hallelujah. The focus of this church is the word of God that comes to us through the preaching. Amen. And no matter how beautiful the stage looks and no matter how beautiful the lights look that is not our focus and tonight i can promise you that you are about to hear the word of a lifetime amen but before the word comes we want to have one more minstrel to just complete the watching of the grounds and then we shall enter into the word properly so ladies and gentlemen please put your hands together and let's welcome our sister enam Oh, the Lord. 
feel like it's okay, you can go home. Oh, you don't want to go home. Uh, what are you waiting for? Ah, the highlight of the church service, not so. And for those of you who missed it, I said that this church is a beautiful church, but the beauty on this stage is not the focus of this church. In this church, The word of God is our focus. And when we gather like this, the high point of the service is the preaching of the unadulterated word of God. And in this church, you can be sure that you will get word that is coming from the throne room of grace. Word that is anointed. Word that will give you wisdom, that will teach you something. And tonight I'm happy to announce to you that your pastor and my pastor, your teacher and my teacher is in the house tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are as excited as I am, I want you to make some noise tonight. And let's welcome to this moment, the Bishop Edwin Morgan. Oh, come on, Magdalena Cathedral. 
church but I want to see how excited I am that you are still here and you are still excited about what you must be excited about which is the word of God and I want you to clap your hands that you have a chance to hear the word of God Before you take your seat, I want to ask all of us corporately to pray for new converts to be established in church. Is it a good idea? Yes. The Son of Man is come. Luke 19 10. To save, to seek, and to save that which was lost. So you don't only seek and find them, but they must be saved. And that salvation is not an event, it's a process. And tonight I need some people to join me to pray for the many who committed their lives to Jesus surrendered their souls to Jesus that beyond 
visitation and teaching and without visitation and teaching and all the necessary follow-ups without all those protocols the hand of God will establish them under his wings is it a good idea please lift your hands and let's pray 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 for the new converts pray for their establishment pray for their commitment to the things of God we pray for the new converts Lord that they will be established in the name of Jesus that they will endure they will endure that next year they will still be around next five years they will still be around next ten years they will still be around family planted and grounded and rooted in your way planted in your house that they will flourish oh God men, women, children the rich, the poor, the young, the women the young, the old send men, send shepherds send pastors, send women send them Lord send the God those who send angels Lord send angels Send helpers. In the baby stages of their life. Help us of their faith. Send them help, O God. Yapanda Rabi Masaya. La Duria Brana Musia. Yekanda Rabayanda Rabaya. La Panda will not fall away. That they will not fall away. That they will be planted, O God. Ah, that they will not not fall away. Salvation, the joy. Yes. Thank you, Father. We thank you. We want to pray a final prayer for the leaders who are in charge of these converts, and there are many of them. They have their teachers who teach them at the new believers school. They also have basenta leaders who are their pastors. We have their GSOs, the pastors of the zones. Some of them will be in choirs and other groups who will be under other personal leaders. We are praying that the burden of a mother who gives birth will come upon them. Yes, that they will be burdened with the care. Yes, that 
They will not be like the mother who gives birth and dumps the baby in a rubbish dump and walks away as if she's done nothing. But these ones will be mothers with burdens and a love for these converts. Shall we pray for them now? Let's pray for the leaders. The pastors, the shepherds. Father, we pray for the leaders of God. Those who are leading these ones of God, the shepherds, the pastors, and Jesus. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will give them a burden, a hunger, a yearning. Ah, repent, Wala Bayara Maskanda Haba. Ye Kandalebele, a care, a care, a care, a care like a mother. Ah, care for her baby. Ye Pandala Bayara, Ye Pandala Bayara. Even when she's asleep, and she has a car. Lift your hands and pray for the leaders. same level of spirituality that you get deeper and deeper in the Lord and and know him more and more. Clap your hands and pray right now for yourself. For yourself. Yourself. Yes, Lord. A desire to grow. Passion to grow. Tidinibosa. Ramama 
Everybody pray that you will grow in the a very important ingredient the joy of salvation you cannot advance one step in the Lord without the joy is the driver is the engine the joy of your salvation happy that you are saved happy that you are obeying God happy that you are reading your Bible happy that you've changed friends happy that you have a new life lift your hands and receive that joy Receive that joy. Yes. That you grow. That you grow. That you grow. That you grow. Father, we thank you. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. In the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. We are very very grateful to you Amen. and we say Lord let your will be done Amen. and let tonight be an experience in your presence Amen. in Jesus name we pray Amen. Amen you may please be seated Welcome to church tonight and uh, I'm privileged to share God's word. Your, your hand clap is necessary. Are you happy to be in church? You know, I'm getting to hear when did we start his presence? About a year ago? No, 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 no. About About eight months ago, about eight months ago, remember Michael said eight months, that's post COVID, post lockdown. I mean, we are still in COVID, post lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's been a great experience. And it's amazing that I keep hearing now of Saturday evening church services. Yes, I keep hearing and hearing. Many churches are starting. To have Saturday evening services. And each time I hear of it, I thank God for your lives, for believing in the vision. I thank God for the GSOs. Those days we had, yes, GSOs, I think. And uh, yes, generals. <laughs> what a church. 
but it's, it's a blessing that we are enjoying the guidance of the Holy Spirit. The guidance of the Holy Spirit. I, I really pray for you that your life will not be guided by the seeing of the eye and the hearing of the ear. But your life will be guided by the promptings of the Holy Spirit. That he will guide you. He will stimulate your heart and show you which way to go. Today I'm continuing to preach to you about being a peculiar Christian. The seven great principles of a peculiar life. And um, I believe tonight that God has something very important to tell us about the need to be peculiar. The need to be peculiar. The need to stand out. The need to be different. That's the word. Um, First Peter talks about being, Second Peter talks about being a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and a peculiar people. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness, First Peter 2, and into his marvelous light. So that is a very, very important description of who you and I are, that we have been chosen by God. You are a chosen generation. Chosen. Say, I've been chosen. Or say, I have been chosen. Or I can't hear you. Say, I have been chosen. Yes, ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation. I think this is a very important preaching topic for every pastor. Every pastor with a congregation must teach about this, the different descriptions of who we are. And I'm happy that I am talking about the last one, the peculiar, a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I want to say to all the pastors who are here, anyone responsible for a soul. You know, I feel a prompting in my heart to tell you that you cannot save a human being. You cannot change a person's heart. There's only one agent who saves a person. There's only one agent. Jesus came to die. God sent Jesus. So God and Jesus. But there is only one known agent who is able to change a person from within. And that agent is called the Holy Spirit. 
the Holy Spirit. I want every pastor to believe that without the Holy Spirit, you are wasting your time. Anything you have done or are doing which seems to be working, which is not the Holy Spirit, is your greatest deception as a pastor. Anything you are doing which seems to be establishing souls, anything you are doing which seems to be getting the people under you spiritual, outside the influence of the Holy Spirit is a big waste of your time. You will go one full circle and discover that indeed, except the Holy Spirit works in a man's heart, everything is vain. It's in vain. So I want to ask you to be closer to the Holy Spirit. Pray and ask for more of the Holy Spirit. Pray for your members and ask that their hearts, ask the Lord to fill their hearts with the Holy Spirit. He is the only one when he touches you, I tell you, you don't need a billboard. You don't need a signboard. You don't need money. I mean, you, 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 become, you become radical for Christ. The only converter whose work is permanent is the Holy Spirit. John chapter 1 and verse 12. John chapter 1 and verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power. Now that word power is the Holy Spirit. There is no power outside the Holy Spirit. There is no power. That's why Acts chapter 1 talks about the Holy Spirit shall come upon you and you shall become witnesses. You see, the empowerment of a Christian is by the agency of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. You need to know the Holy Spirit. And as many as received Jesus, to those, he empowered them with the Holy Spirit to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So I pray, whenever you are struggling with a convert, a member, the person doesn't seem to stop living a certain way. The person doesn't seem to respond positively to the Lord, to church, to spiritual things. I'm telling you that the Holy Spirit is absent in the person's life. When the Holy Spirit is present, I tell you, 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 you can go to bed. He will take care of the person in a wonderful way. Yes, he will guide him. He will prompt him. He will say, this is bad. This is good. He will show you the way. He guides. So, I just feel I must bring 
to the fore, to the front, I must make prominent the work of the Holy Spirit in, the, in, in, in your work as a pastor, in your work as a basenta leader. What makes you different from a school teacher is the anointing, is the Holy Spirit. And if he is with you, he helps you. He changes lives. He, 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 he strengthens people. Yeah. Look, some of us got to stand where we are standing, not through jollof rice and cupcakes. Yes, it's the Holy Spirit. He would not even allow you to listen to something you shouldn't listen to. He wouldn't allow you. You will have your peace of mind. You can try to watch something you shouldn't watch. You, you try. <laughs> I remember when I got born again, somebody invited me to a party. And I just attended the party. I mean, I, it was like, I mean, I was beaten. Yes. When I left the I mean, as I sat there, I knew I was in the wrong place. I was not happy at all. But I thought that was the end. When the party ended and I was going home, oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Beatings and rebukes. Rebukes and corrections. Today, many Christians don't have this. Have you ever, have, I mean, have you ever been rebuked by the Holy Spirit? No. Otherwise, they won't be betting. I mean, can you imagine me betting those days? I can't sleep. You, you can finish betting. But when you finish, oh, you will know that somebody is with you. You will know that you are not your own. Yes. And I pray that that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will live in you, will dwell in you. I said will live in you. I said will dwell in you, will prompt you, will rebuke you. Yes, will rebuke you, will correct you, will say no. Abba, Father, give everyone under the sound of my voice that free spirit. We need him because we are flesh. We are sinful. We are prone to mistakes and evils. But when we have the Holy Spirit, he tells us, no, 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 that's wrong. Don't do it again. Don't say that again. Don't go there again. Cut yourself from that boy. Separate yourself from that girl. Today, as I preach, especially the past six months or so, I've been preaching from the um, the yellow book, our famous yellow book, Key Facts. And I've also come to, the, uh, most of the, every time I take the book and I'm preaching, I just smile because the things I'm talking about today, I mean, as being things a Christian should do, nobody taught me. Nobody taught me. But I somehow knew that I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. It is today that I'm reading them in a book or even seeing verses. I'm seeing verses. In my Christian life, there are many things I have done with a conviction that I didn't even have a verse to support it. But I just knew that this was the right thing to do. Later on, I'll find a verse looking at me. I'll find a verse. I'll find a scripture. 
because I have the Holy Spirit with me. Oh, yes. And the Holy Spirit has not been given to pastors alone. He's not been given to prophets alone. The Holy Spirit has been given to every believer. You have the Holy Spirit in you enough to tell you that the dress you are wearing is too short. Oh, yes. Before you will ever see a verse, before a, a lady pastor will, will correct you, there must be the Holy Spirit to tell you that this dress you are wearing reveals unnecessary details. Unnecessary details. But if you don't have that Holy Spirit, you will just walk about happily and freely not knowing that you are you are you are departing from God's presence. Oh, Holy Spirit, touch our lives. Holy Spirit, lead us. Holy Spirit, guide us in the name of Jesus. Yes. And today I'm continuing to talk about being peculiar. We have already looked at I think four or five, four uh, principles of a peculiar life. Being, being different. You know, being different. Being set apart. Not like the crowd. Never expect to be like your classmates. You are peculiar. A peculiar people. Yes. And the first principle we saw was that after you are born again, accept that you are set apart to become a peculiar person with a peculiar life. Number two, after you are born again, you are set apart to become a peculiar person with a peculiar life by physical separation from unbelievers. If I say that I remember someone telling me not to walk with certain friends I had already, I'll be telling you lies in God's presence. But I just knew. I just knew. I just knew. I am amazed that you don't know that nothing prompts you that this company you are keeping, these friends you have are wrong. It's amazing. But as I speak, I am also ministering the spirit. The words I speak are spirit and they are life. And I believe that you will catch that spirit to guide you in your walk with the Lord. Principle number three. After you are born again, you are set apart to become a peculiar person with a peculiar life. By your pure and holy lifestyle. Your pure and holy lifestyle. There is such a life as a pure life. A life that is not stained by sin. You see, see, once again, once again, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, then you will need your lady pastor or your reverend 
to always be with you to tell you, you can't listen to this. You cannot watch this. You can't have this as your friend. Because there are things you must stop. There is such a thing as old things dying. Second Corinthians 5.17 You cannot be a born again Christian with your old life. If any man is in Christ, he is new. That is, new things are supposed to appear in your life. Then he goes on to say that old things are passed away. Yes, it means that it means that certain things in your life must not appear again. They are dead and buried without resurrection. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And this is the life that helps you to live a pure life. A pure life. A holy life. A life that is not in communion with sin. A life that is not mixed up with sin. A life that is able to obey God. A life that is able to do what God wants you to do. In this world now, this is how you are peculiar. Because everybody is doing something. I mean, I'm sure in your area, almost all the boys are betting. In your class, almost all the girls are fornicating, the boys are fornicating. I mean, if you meet a boy, one day, one many, many years ago, I was preaching, not many, many, about five, six, seven years, there was a young man sitting in front. And after the service, he told me that he said, he has never watched pornography before. He said, he has never. That thing they talk about, never, ever. He has a phone, he has an iPad. He has never seen that thing before. I don't know what has happened after he told me that. But I just, I, I, I just knew he was speaking the truth to me. And I believed him because you can be one in a thousand. You can be one in a thousand. You can be a virgin. I, I, I'm not talking about a technical virgin. You know, you know they, are, they are technical virgins. You know, who can give you evidence that she has not done this, this, this. But apart from that, she's more experienced than her mother. <laughs> He's more experienced than his father. Yes. You know, but, 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 but I want to say to you, my dear friend, that there is such a thing as a holy life. And it makes you peculiar. Why? Because a holy life is not on the mind of a thousand people around you. Not lying or not watching pornography or not, uh, uh, not reading your Bible or not stealing. I mean, most people working in offices are, are thieving. When you want, let me tell you, if you want to do what God wants you to do, remember that you should be also ready to be alone. Be ready to be alone. If you are expecting like going to church. I mean, 
most of us here, where we came from, even the house we came from, a lot of the people in the house don't go to church. I mean, the building you sleep in. A lot of the people in the building you sleep in don't go to church. Your classmates, how many of your classmates are born again? So, holiness separates you. It makes you odd. It makes you odd. Everybody is sleeping around, but you will not sleep around. It makes you odd. And I'm saying that if you get born again, agree and prepare to be odd. You become odd by living a holy life. So if you live a holy life and you are expecting everyone, you know, it's, it is nice, honestly. It's like, it's like writing an exam and not passing. You are told that you didn't pass. You had, uh, if the pass mark was 60, you had 54. And when you hear that news, you are sad. But two minutes after being sad, you begin to walk around to find those who also failed. <laughs> and when you find three, here, yeah, four in this house, four in that dormitory, three, oh, then you feel honestly... I mean, it's, it's bad, but you are not alone. It's not so bad. I mean, there's a feeling you get when you are doing something that others are also in it with you. When you are the only person who failed, honestly, you feel like leaving the class. Ladies and gentlemen, when you are living a holy life, don't look around to see if others are doing it. It's encouraging to find others who are also living the same. If you find one, embrace that person. But hardly will you find anyone with the convictions you have. Hardly. Hardly. Even in the church. Even in the church. I was talking to a sister. She said when she wakes up at dawn, to pray with our prophet. She's a pastor in the church. Her husband tells her, lower the volume or use earphones. I don't want to hear that voice. Yes. So in your bedroom, expect to be alone. He put his hand on him and prayed for his marriage. He says, I don't want to hear that voice. It irritates me. Beautiful. Anyone here in this service who has a friend who is doing what you are doing with you, coming to church, praying with you, who loves God, wants to be a shepherd with you, you must hold that, pre- that person tight. Hold on tight. Hold on tight. Hold on tight. You may never in a hundred years find somebody with the convictions you have as a Christian. And it gets worse and worse and worse. The deeper you get, the lonelier it gets. The higher you get, the lonelier it gets. 
So if you want to walk with God and you want to look around and find people with you, honestly, you are not ready. You are not ready. The next person sitting by you, expect the person not to be a correct Christian. I'm telling you, this woman sitting here, have a mind that is not correct. I'm telling you, the same. Have a mind that he's just wearing a nice dress sitting here, but he's not really deep. Because if you have a mind that he's correct, you, you will hurt yourself. You will hurt yourself. You will hurt yourself. Yes. So if you make that assumption and you are proved wrong, oh, you just ask for forgiveness and you embrace the person that I like you too much. Be my friend for life. I mean, that friendship must be reviewed every year or every six months. Yes, because people change. Yes, whether he is still, even yourself, whether you are still in the faith. Examine yourself. People change. <laughs> There's nothing like my friend last year. So you are, you're my friend today. No, no. You must qualify. I said you must qualify. You must, you must, be, you must, be, you must be sure that we are still believing the same thing. Yes. So those of you with husbands and wives who believe the same thing with you after 10 years, Tonight, cook a special meal for them. Yes. Because husbands are changing. You cannot, you cannot attend that meeting. I will not allow you to go to the camp. If you step out of, the, of here, of this place to go to the camp, don't come back. So if you have a husband who attends a camp with you, hmm, you must do nyadwastiu. After you are born again, you are set apart to become a peculiar person with a peculiar life. By the motivation of your life, it makes you unique. It makes you unique. What motivates you? What motivates you? Most people are driven by money. Most people are driven by what to eat, what to drink, what to wear. And by that we mean where to get the money to buy what to eat. And Jesus said, even the Gentiles live their lives on this basis. What to eat, what to drink, what to wear. But you, be unique and seek first. Not money, not what to eat, but the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all the things you will eat and drink shall be added. There was a time I used to lie in bed and imagine a fruitcake. I've suffered before. But even mine is good. Some of you don't even know what a fruitcake is. To even imagine. I should imagine living somewhere. I, one day I should imagine, how will it be like to sit on a plane? I went to an office and I opened the door of the fridge and I saw 
fruit cakes. I just closed. I picked a bottle of water and closed it. Yes. <laughs> you will get it or you won't even like it. Yes. Some of you, one day, one day, you will intentionally leave your house and walk to the junction and take chocho. Take chocho to the town because you have driven this these four wheel drives and air conditioned car. It's too much. Let me also. It's been a long time since I took chocho. Let me also be normal small. What motivates you? Today I pray that your motivation will be the church souls, the well being of the church. If ever we one day see you angry and quarreling, it should be about a soul and not about a boyfriend somebody had and you now felt that he has come to you. Not when he was with that one, even before the, that girl he was still with. And you are quarreling. Tabako sapakataya. Shamanda sapakatala What motivates you? Should be God. What makes you dance the way you dance? Is it to bring life into the church? Or there's a girl you want to you want her to see you. You want the girl to see how you dance. Yes. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You see, it makes you unique because it makes you peculiar because it makes you different because it makes you stand out because most people are motivated by money and other and need to be famous and need to be famous. Try to be different from the people in your office. Try it. That's your real Christian life. Your Christian life is not kneeling down in church and lifting your hands and worshiping and crying some crocodile tears. Your Christian life, the real life, the life I now live, is a life that makes you unlike the people around you. Beautiful. And principle number five. After you are born again, you are set apart to become a peculiar person with a peculiar life. By your keeping of the Sabbath. The Sabbath. Ha! Say Sabbath. 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 It, it, it makes you different. The Israelites. I mean, you have been to Israel before. How is Jerusalem like on Saturday, the Sabbath day? How is it, how is it like? I think the Sabbath actually starts like Friday night. So, uh, so Friday night, then you know that you, you will see some things on Friday night which will tell you that you are about to enter a new day. So even if you're in a hotel, as like, the lift is programmed so you're not supposed to touch the, it's work to touch the button like I'm going to the fourth floor so the lift is programmed so it just stops on every floor so even if there's nobody in the lift and you are just you you're going to floor number 20 it's like that's one of the things that's very annoying but if you're in a hotel nobody comes to me <laughs> 
pressing, pressing the button is work. Because it's a day, it's a special day. So, so the Saturday, how is the place like? How is Jerusalem like? Very quiet. You don't see anybody. You, you, you see at a time, I think they moved to the synagogue. So you just see them. In- now, now, she's talking about the millionaires and the billionaires. If there are 100 billionaires in this world, about 40 of them are from a tiny country called Israel. 40 billionaires. Then the rest are on the continent. All of them will share the rest. <laughs> they are those who on a certain day do not take up any work. They devote it to God. Exodus 31 verse 12 And the Lord spake unto Moses saying Speak thou also unto the children of Israel saying Verily my Sabbaths ye shall keep for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that ye may know that I am the Lord that doth sanctify you. It is a sign between you, me and you throughout your generations keeping of the Sabbath is one of the hallmarks of your peculiarity. A believer must understand this topic. The topic of the Sabbath. Read it carefully. Read the verse very well. You see how God notes the Sabbath day. Yes. Today every country has some Independence Day, Republic Day, this day, that day, um, um, Farmer's Day, Founder's Day, um, May Day, AU Day, uh, No Tobacco Day, Women's Day, Men's Day, Children, the Day of the Child, and so on. Because there is, you see, that day shows respect for that thing. It's not that it's only on that day that we respect women. No. But we give women that day. International day of the woman. (laughs) So that internationally we know that a woman is there. A woman is there. (laughs) A woman is there. (laughs) No tobacco day. Almost every day you are advised not to smoke tobacco. But we set apart one day so that we show respect to the philosophy and to the scientific fact that smoking kills you. Ladies and gentlemen, after you are born again, you also have a special day that you must set aside. That day Marks the difference between believers and unbelievers. Yes. You see, on, on whichever day you have chosen, like for us in this church, 
this is our Sabbath. Saturday, we, we, we are charismatic SDAs. Yes. We don't go to church on Sunday. This is our church. We are here on Saturday. And like I said, a lot of churches are now starting Saturday evening. Actually, the real Sabbath is Saturday. Sunday, if you will check, it marks the beginning of the week. The beginning, the first day of the week is not Monday. Tomorrow, Sunday, is the beginning of the week. So, before the beginning of the week, we have to rest before. Yes. So, those who go to church on Sunday are not really experiencing the Sabbath. But you see, you are free to choose any day. Once you have set aside that day, it can be a Tuesday, it can be Wednesday, it can be Saturday, it can be Monday. But once you choose that day, you must rest on that day. And give it to God. That's the uniqueness of the Sabbath. The Sabbath is a day we rest from all the things that are around us, the work and the and the rat races. So even if your madam wants you to go to check to, to work on Saturday, fine, you go, but let your madam know that you on Saturday evening, you also serve your God. And you must be ready to take a decision that favors your coming to church on Saturday. Yes. There's no Jew who will take a job that makes him work on Saturday. That is anatema maranata. Yes. Yes. One of our pastors used to work on Wall Street. And he told them that he is a pastor. On Sunday, and Wall Street, it belongs to the Jews. Who are, they, they don't go to, they don't, they don't even turn on the light. It's like the light switch. Pray, pray, pray. It's work. But on Sunday, I'm a reverend. So on Sunday I go to church. Said, what are you talking about? You must be at work. We work. Sunday is working day. It's working day. So if you also believe in what you believe in, then you must decide to either go that way or, or sacrifice it and take a stand for God. Because no Jew will take a job that makes him work on Saturday. No. Oh, and I, uh, at this point... I want, to, I want to celebrate. I want to honor the many church members I have met who have taken quality decisions not to do certain jobs, not to live in certain places, not to be found in certain places so that they will be in church on Saturday or Sunday as they have chosen. Let's clap our hands for those few members I have met. They are heroes to me. They are heroes to me. Some have lost jobs. Yes. If you, if 
you are, you see, today we, we are, we, you see, it's, it's become so flexible. You know, even by the way we have offered you options. Come on Saturday. If, if you, you know, it's, it's a bit difficult, then there's Sunday for you. You know, there's Sunday. And uh, sometimes some, some people even have a weekday service, which is like a Saturday. Like a, like, like a Sunday. It's a weekday service, like Wednesday or so in the evening, some of it in the mornings. Because now, the world has seen, they are now like nine days a week. <laughs> but those days when it was only Sunday, that is when you, you, you'll be tested. If you take a job which, which, which makes you go to work on Sunday, then you are not a proper Christian. But today, some of us even take overtime. Yes. You, you, you will sacrifice your church service day for overtime. And that's, that's why, that's why I, I taught the earlier point about your motivation. Because that if money is your motivation, I can promise you that you will never get that money. You will never get anything you sacrifice God for. If it is toffee, you, you only see it as toffee. Once it enters your mouth, it becomes gravel. It becomes stones. Now, listen to me very well. I wasn't joking. I've, I've said a few things jokingly. But not this one. Anything you say, if, if you sacrifice God, and your spirituality and your commitment to God's thing for this woman, you will only see her as a woman. You will never experience her as a woman. You sacrifice God for a job, you will only see the money. But to enjoy that money is another kettle of fish. So they did not play with the Sabbath. And ladies and gentlemen, if today you have decided, and, and like I was saying, I've given you a choice. We have Sunday, we have Saturday, we have Sunday morning, the Sunday evening. Whatever you choose, believe God to Sabbathize it. Don't allow anything. Don't allow. Don't, don't even allow yourself to interfere. My dear friend, maybe you are not told when you got born again. The God we are serving, the God we, we have in our life, he's called a jealous God. Yeah, he himself, not, not that we say about him, or that, that he himself said, I am a jealous God. Yeah. Can you imagine you marry a woman? And the woman tells you, you know something before the wedding. Look, I am a jealous woman. Hey, Opo man, you must run for your life. <laughs> Even those who haven't said I'm a jealous woman, it's not easy. And you, she's telling you in English. But God said so. He said, I am a jealous God. I am a jealous God. 
I want to tell you, those of you who take spiritual things lightly, you will discover one of these days that you are either mad or you are in jail or you are dying or dead. If you've decided to walk with God, then I might as well just say it because I've not said it since I started this. That God is a jealous God. What you devote to him, he doesn't want to share it with anybody. If it's your body, he doesn't want to share your body with anybody except the one he has allowed you to share your body with. Be very careful. Be very careful. He doesn't like like an iPad you use for him. And you are, you are sharing the iPad with some. He doesn't like to know that he's sharing you with someone. He doesn't like to know he's sharing the iPad with. Some of you can use your iPad to have your quiet time. When you finish, you use it for pornography. Leviticus 23, verse 31. Leviticus 23, verse 31. You shall do no manner of work. It shall be a statute forever through your generations in all your dwellings. 32. It shall be unto you a Sabbath of rest. And we are not even calling the whole day a Sabbath. We are saying that the Saturday evening you, you, you want to come to church. Block a lot of things. Block it. The service started at 7.30. Some of you came into the service at 9.20. Two hours after. But we are going to take decisions. Yes, you have to take decisions. I will not allow you to do what you feel you what you feel what you want to do. We take decisions. Decisions have brought us here. Just be the beautiful service you are looking at is because of decisions. So we must after church, Jesus, we are going to meet you and take decisions. Shakuta Baba. I'm saying that we we are not even saying that the entire day, like when you wake up on Saturday, just be in your room, don't turn on your switch, don't turn on your stove, don't go to town. No. But the, 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 the time you have allotted to God, I mean, if you must leave town at 12 noon, so that you can be home early enough to be in church, leave. Make that sacrifice. It's worth it. Don't be in town with the million others. Do what they are doing. Be with them. Mix up with them. Close at 7 p.m. with them. If your boss doesn't want to allow you to observe your Sabbath on Saturday evening, leave that job. He will find you a job. God will find you a job. We've all made sacrifices to be here. 
I can give you a list of 10 things and 10 lifestyles and, and, and these are not sinful whatever. Genuine lives, lifestyles and ways of living. I have a right to live. But my observance of the, of the demands of my relationship with God would not allow me. It would not allow me to sit on a plane to go and live in America. It would not allow me to take certain courses. It would not allow me to take certain jobs. That is how to work with God. The Jews who observe the Sabbath, they have the money in this world. Can you imagine those people adding Saturday also to their days of making money? Abba, there would have been about 80% of millionaires. But ladies and gentlemen, that, that one day they have blocked rather makes them more prosperous and more, 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 I mean, by far wealthier. I'm saying that if your church service starts at 730 and you know that where you are to your house and arranging your life, having some of you don't bath before you come, some of you bath, whatever your arrangement is, it will not allow you cut something off. That's how we have come to, as, as, as we are standing here as Christians. We've cut things off. Just because you want to make your numbers, you will not sit down and let some one or two people who have gone to the market and they are finished their bath. Some of them, when they finish, even the powder, they must, the Saturday night powder, they must use on their body. That alone is 10 minutes. And the bus is waiting for someone using Saturday night powder. And you, a grown up pastor, you are allowing that, that, that. The word I want to use is not a good word. I'm, pre- I'm saying that that is how we go to stand here. We have observed different Sabbaths. There are different. I'm even preaching about like your, your, your church service time. And if you are a leader, your Wednesday evening that you have to go and teach your members. There are different Sabbaths. Believe God and observe them. Yes. You may appear to be losing. I'm asking you that don't you think that that Saturday that Jews don't go to work. Even the, 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 the six days they work, they are already most billionaires in the world. Can you imagine if they had added that extra day? Wouldn't they have had more money? But the answer is no. You cut off church time. And take your husband to go to uh, uh, Aqua Safari. You won't come back. Yes. He doesn't want nonsense. Find another time. But not my, the, the time you must be with me. He wants you. It's your day of rest from work from school, from whatever. That is, it is a demand of your religion. It's a demand of your spiritual life. It is a demand that you take a break. Whether forced or unforced, take it! 
don't allow looking for money to destroy your faith. You see, today, it has eaten into your church life. The next time, it will eat into your moral life. Then it will eat into your, 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 your other commitment. Tell you what, you are living like an animal. Yes. They are what we call associations. Things, a lot of things are related. In medicine, we call them syndromes. Like when you see this in the eye, you may see something in the kidney and look at something in the blood vessel and see something also in the brain. Most of the time, see, once you see this one, look in the brain, you see it. Look in the eye, you see it. Look at the toe, you see it. Look at the little digit, the little finger. You see, there's a, there's a problem somewhere. They are all related. It's called syndromes. A lot of things are syndromic. When you give up this one, like the devil, he never understands enough. Once you give him one millimeter, he will take two centimeters. He will take one meter. He will take it. That is why you, you, you must begin by not allowing the devil any inch of space. Allow him. Not allow him. And you lose. You lose. There are certain sabbats I observe. And, see, and it's my personal conviction. Based on my understanding of God's word, I cut lectures to observe Sabbaths. Yes. I cut lectures. Some of the uh, exams I wrote by cutting the lecture, I failed. Yes, you must suffer. To keep your faith. Yes. Many of them, I passed anyway. Allow the devil to take something from you. Don't, don't hand over anything to him. Don't hand over a part of your body to him. If you hand over your shoulder, he will come for your chest. Once you get the chest, then he'll be descending or ascending. Give him your lip. From the lips, he's going for other places. So, what we start by not ceding any ground to the enemy. We don't. We don't. And I'm saying in English to you that it will cost you. It will cost you. You pay a price. But after all, is that not the life we are living? The, what is the basis of our Christian life? Did Jesus not pay a price? Is it not because of prices which have been paid? Till today, you are sitting in this church because of a price. The land, even the land we are living on, this land we are having the church on, the owner could have sold it for a million dollars. Yes, he could have been a millionaire. But he paid a price. He said, take it. For us to sit here. If you had paid for the land to build this building, we wouldn't have had even roofing sheets by now. That is how you got to sit where you are sitting. And you will also be required to pay a price. I said you, not only the church or the owner of the land or the reverend or the, or the pastor. You too must pay a price. And it begins with the observance of your Sabbath. If you are not well and you must take paracetamol and, and wear cardigan to sit here. You, 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 you pay the price. 
pay the price. It's a day of rest. And I'm saying that we are not even calling it a day of rest. We are calling it just two, three hours even of rest, rest from your school, from your labors, from your rat race, from all that things. So you can be, everybody's sitting here. Look, that's a, 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 a senior nurse there. Bankers, CEOs, IT consultants, that's sitting here. They could have been in the office. So when you come around and you don't want to pay the price, but you want to have it there and then come and saunter around the service two hours after the start, we got to take decisions. I am surprised that the coincidence is uncanny. As if we planned that we'll preach this message today. We'll continue next week. But I want to tell you, my dear friend, it takes something to work with God. It takes something. It's not, you can't just live anyhow. Yes. That's why if you don't like it, you, you, you have been smoking weed. You had a sack. You used to smoke it in sacks. So you can go back. If you don't like it, go back. Yes. When we were in school, in one of my dormitories, the toilets, somebody had used feces to write on the wall. That if you think education is expensive, try ignorance. If you think working with God is difficult, try the weed smoking and see where you end up. If it's difficult, go and be your, continue your sexy dancing you were doing in the club and see how your life will end. God demands you can't live it now. And you see, those who cannot pay the Sabbath price when you look at them, you see that other areas are also being taken over by the devil till they have no scruples. They have no values. Because the Sabbath is your first test. The Sabbath is your first test. Can you, can you block certain places, certain lives, certain commitments for God? Can you block for God? Can you? If you can pass that test, then you can block friends off. You can block unbelievers from your life. You can block sinners. You can block people who don't, whose, whose, whose lives don't have any bearing on your life. I pray today that everyone, if you want to come to church now on Sunday, take Sunday off. But remember, something will come to take that Sunday morning too. Yeah. It's not just a Saturday evening matter. If you take Monday morning, for a long time you will enjoy but one day something will come to take that Monday. the devil will never allow you to walk with god freely never i pray maybe you've never heard this message before today you've heard it and i'm going to continue we are on the sabbath for about three sabbaths I like to take my time and explain. Are you interested in working with this God? Yes. If you're not interested, go to where you came from. But you will know that, that <laughs> nowhere is easy. Nowhere is easy. That's why he said it. He said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. I thought you were just coming to rest. 
in that same verse, it says, take my yoke upon you. Yes. You, 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 you are choosing either the devil's yoke or my yoke. But he said, but my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The burden of making sacrifices for Sabbath is easy. It's easy. You will never have a free shoulder. A shoulder without anything on. You will never. Either the devil's yoke is on it. Or God's yoke is on it. You have to choose. I have chosen mine. I'm paying the price for this. This is not joke. But I like this. I like to sweat here. Because sweating the counter back is too difficult for me. I can't survive it. I prefer sweating here than to sweat in jail. May you not sweat one day lying, lying on the bed and someone is scraping your womb. Prefer this one. He said, my yoke is easy. This is easy. And my bed, I also have a burden, but my burden is light. How some of us where we did come from? We watch pornography till we collapse. You are saying that ministry is difficult. I will never go to where I came from. I mean, he used to drink and get drunk. I wasn't getting drunk. I, I collapsed. I was drinking in glasses. Were you drinking in glasses? Or you were holding the bottle? You can't even speak. <laughs> you hold the bottle. You are forcing me to go back. What if I must walk on my head to be in church? I'll walk on my head to be. I prefer, I will choose this one any day. I will choose to make the sacrifices here than to sacrifice to devils. Rise your feet and let's go. Can you close your eyes? Can you stand to your feet? You cannot even stand up to, to your feet. Yeah. You want to bow down your head? No movement, please. Today, somebody has a choice to surrender to Jesus or to surrender to devils and witches and wizards. As every head is bowed. Please stand up to your feet. Stand. Stand. Every eye closed, please. If you are here and you want to surrender, you are, you, you are choosing the easier way. Jesus is the easier way. Oh yes, you will still pay a price. You will still, he will still demand things from you, but it's easier. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. I will never surrender. I will never surrender to the devil. I will, I will prefer to surrender to Jesus. If you are here tonight, you want to surrender your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed. If you want to receive Jesus Christ, 
Just keep standing where you are standing. But lift your right hand above your head. Lift your hand above. If you want to receive Jesus Christ, you want to surrender to Jesus, lift your hand high above your head. Yes. If you want to surrender your life to Jesus, lift your hand high. Lift it high. Lift it high above your head. Yes, I see your hand. You want to be born again today. You prefer to be surrendered to Jesus than to surrender your life to the devil. You prefer. And I think it's a good idea to surrender to Jesus. He will only make your life beautiful. He will only make your life beautiful. There's someone making that decision. You are asking, should I or should I not? I'm saying that surrender to Jesus as every head is bowed. Lift your hand high. I see your hand. Pastor, I want to be born again. Pastor, I want to surrender my life to Jesus Christ. If you are here like that and you want to receive Jesus, you want to make a clean break from sin. If your hand is up, come to me in front here right now. Come to me. I want to pray with you here. Clap your hands for them. I see a lady coming. I see a young man coming. Clap your hands for him. He's coming to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Keep clapping your hands. You want to join them? You can come right now. Any door that opens also shuts. Once the door can open, it means it was even shut before it opened. So you can come now before it shuts. Come now. And there are some doors when they shut, they never open again. You want to join them right now? I want to invite you to come down right now. Come. Come. Clap your hands for Jesus. You want to come and surrender your life to Jesus. I'm waiting for you to come now. I don't know where you are, but I feel in my heart that someone, someone is slipping away. I have to give you that chance. Come to Jesus. And God, God, even your God, will make your life very beautiful. Father, we thank you. And we are grateful. Every eye closed, please. And let's all lift up our two hands. Those in front, please lift your hands. I want you to pray this prayer with me. It's a prayer you are praying to ask Jesus to come into your life. Because there are some confessions you must make with your own mouth. And right now, as your hands are lifted, I want you to say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, today, today, I commit my life to you. I commit my life to you. I realize I am a sinner. I realize I am a sinner. Or say, I realize I am a sinner. I realize I am a sinner. I have done many bad things. I have done many bad things. I have sinned against you. I have sinned against you. Oh God. Oh God. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Wash my sins. Wash my sins. Cleanse my life. Cleanse my life. 
Cleanse my life. Cleanse my life. Give me a new beginning. Give me a new beginning. I want to live for you. I want to live for you. I want to walk with you. I want to walk with you. I want to be your child. I want to be your child. I want to experience the salvation. I want to experience the salvation. Give me the joy of the salvation. Give me the joy of the salvation. I want to start with you. I want to start with you. Please receive me. Please receive me. Please wash me. Please wash me. And make me new. Make me new. I am born again. I am born again. I know you've received me. I know you've received me. I know you've received me. I know you received me. Today I receive you also. Today I receive you also. Into my heart. Into my heart. As a born again Christian. As a born again Christian. I'm going to be planted. 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 I'm going to grow. I'm going to grow. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to enjoy you. I'm going to enjoy you. I'm going to enjoy this life. I'm going to enjoy this life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For this beautiful salvation. For this beautiful salvation. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What a blessing. Congratulations. Where do you live? Where? Quayman. You are welcome. Today is your first time. You've not been here before. God bless the brother who brought you here, the sister. Tonight you are born again. And I've got these pastors who are going to teach you and help you to understand the decision you've taken. They'll pray with you. They will visit you. They will help you to know God in a real way. So, they are going to be very special to you from now and for some time. They are going to help you in your work with God. And I believe that you are going to cooperate with them and allow them to lead you. Amen. Amen. If you will ever make it in the Lord, it will be because of their help. And most importantly, the help of the Holy Spirit. But they will show you the Holy Spirit. Paul asked some guy, have you had the Holy Spirit? He said, we don't even know what you're talking about. He helped them. So these are your Pauls. They will help you to have the Holy Spirit and be strong in the Lord. Amen. So I want you to come with me. Let's go. Come with me. Come with me. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to our pastors. Oh, clap your hands for them. Keep clapping for them. Don't stop clapping. Encourage them. Let's encourage them. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. 
for. Glory to Glory to God for salvation. Glory to God forever. been invited to the Lord's table to dine with him and the meal is his body and his blood and as we eat these two elements on the table we are cementing our relationship with Jesus as born again believers Take your bread and lift it up, please. Say the body of Christ. The body of Christ. Say the body of Christ. The body of Christ. This is the bread of life. This is the bread of life. It represents the body of Christ. It represents the body of Christ. Say as I eat it. As I eat it. I am becoming one. I am becoming one with Jesus. With Jesus and his body. And his body. Which is the church. Which is the church. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. Let's eat it. When I see the blood, come on. Oh, when I see the blood, yeah, I will pass over you. Oh, when I see the blood, lift your cup. It's the blood of Jesus. He said, Thus is my blood. And when the Israelites were leaving Egypt, they had a fast food fast meal but before they ate that meal they killed the animal and splashed the blood on their doorposts Palamo Sanda and when the angel of death came and saw the blood it jumped what you are about to drink will exempt you from an evil ahead Amen. this is your deliverance Amen. I said your deliverance Amen. by the blood Amen. the blood covers you Amen. It covers your home. Amen. It covers your life. Amen. And delivers you from evil. Amen. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Say to purge me. To purge me. To purge me. To purge me. To heal me. To heal me. To cleanse me. To cleanse me. And to mark me. And to mark me. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Say I believe. I believe in the blood of Jesus. In the blood of Jesus. As I drink it. As I drink it. My salvation. My salvation is established. Is established. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Let's drink it. Father, we thank you for this beautiful blessing. Bless us all. Cause our walk with you to be real, to be exciting, to be joyous, to be powerful. Amen. Help us not to trade this for anything. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. What a blessing. What a blessing.